of all Champions League goalkeepers I've seen, and Carrius included, what about the fella in the goal for Villarreal? Carrius included is the worst thing any Liverpool <laughs> fan can say. That's the harshest. Well, Carrius was hopeless, wasn't he? OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. When I was about 10 years of age I was told girls weren't allowed to play rugby and it always kind of stuck and then when I was early 20s my GA season has ended and I had a chance to play something new and I thought now's the time to give rugby a try. I started rugby um, when I was 22 and the reason I started rugby was unfortunately my father passed away of a heart attack in the summer of 2006 and I went back to college, I needed a distraction, my friends were coaches, I took it up and I suppose the rest is history. rugby when I was 22 um, I was in college in UL and I was captain of the soccer team and I was a centre half, an absolute maniac so everyone said you should try rugby I love the physical side of the game and I absolutely fell in love with it in the first training session We're back here in Ashburn, lads a lot of memories floating through here um, good times definitely had in this patch God, so many memories, isn't there? Yeah, did you get a sense of nervous, nervousness driving in? No, I never got nervous playing. <laughs> I was always, I was, I always knew Fiona Cockley was starting ahead of me, so I was able to build it up on the bench and relax. But yeah, no, it's it's such a great place. There's, I remember like all the family. You just look, you see everyone and the people working there and everything. Amazing. Yeah, you'd actually miss like coming here. Also, don't forget the pigeon shooting place over oh, yeah, there. Yeah. I've often jumped all fours on the ground when I hear the <laughs> shots going off during training or if we were doing a scrum session over in the pitch over there before the match. But yeah. One of the things that I always remember <laughs> and been really distracting was playing on the wing and there used to be a burger van over there and you'd be trying to concentrate in the middle of the game. <laughs> And you just get this whiff of burger, which would be nearly making you feel sick when you were trying to look for the ball. It was and terrible. And you knew if you ate them, you'd be moving up to the front row next year. <laughs> I always just thought it was a really welcoming place to come. You'd come in for your captain's run or a training session and the grounds man would be there saying hello. Um, you just felt really, it felt like home, even though like I'm from Leash, you're from Limerick and you're from Donegal. <laughs> I was like, where is she from again? Um, it just felt like home. It felt like a sense of community that you'd come in and they were looking after you and they were our people and we were their people. And I don't know, it just, it's hard to describe that feeling, but it was really important to our success, I think. So I know, girls, the two of you, nor you were injured and you weren't involved in 2012, but I think that kind of set the foundation for 2013. And I remember... Um, beating Wales I think quite well we bet Scotland well enough and Italy well and then we went to France and <laughs> the famous story of France basically all our travel plans plans went awry and yeah so we arrived into Paris and we missed our bus to our train to the train station because of rush hour traffic so we didn't know what to do because the next train was for hours and hours so we were all camped out on the street and 
Goose, Philip Doyle was panicking. He was going absolutely ballistic. We got to then pull about three hours before the game. We had our team meeting at breakfast. And basically, long story short, after three hours sleep, we lost to France by a point. And I think that really showed us that we were capable of becoming a really good team. And our last game then was against England. And sure, they're the standard setters for so long. But at 60 minutes, it was six all. And I think it was the first time that we had stayed in a game yeah. against England for so like for so long now their experience and their talent showed they got maybe two or three tries but at the end of the game I remember Philip Doyle Goose saying look we could stay with them for 60 minutes like if we get fitter and stronger and more skillful we could beat yeah, so them so it was so. interesting about 2013 um First game away to Wales, um, but I was on the bench that day. And actually, where we're standing here, the December before the Six Nations that year, where I was playing an Interpro game, and I tried to be a little bit cocky and kick a ball past somebody, and she landed on my leg. And gee, so my whole knee went backwards, and that busted up my knee. So I didn't even know if I'd get to play the Six Nations. Um, so hadn't even trained properly with the team leading up to that, but got on the squad. was a was a sub for that match. Headed over to Wales, and God, there's so many memories there. Half time, we were. I was a sub, so I could see, you know, everybody coming off the pitch. Yeah. And then next thing, change room doors not opening. And it's like, okay, well, what do we do here? Up steps Goose. What the hell's going on? Boom! Storm <laughs> up in the river. Yeah, but how tight was how tight was that game I coming remember, into the last few minutes? So I remember that game. It was like we conceded a really soft try in the first half. Um, I remember there was a rook yeah. and the 15 picked and went around the blind side of the rook and just ran in a try oh. and I remember thinking it was the softest mm-hmm. try and then they got they kind of got up on us then and yeah it was the second well, half yeah. I remember um, it was a very strong wind and I think their 10 put a kick in and it, it seemed like the ball was kind of going to I went off to try and catch a GA style but then it kind of ended up like catching the wind and going over my head and I suppose Briggs was trying to come across so the winger got on it. Well, she didn't get on it. I was kind of bobbling, but I just sprinted back. And just as she was about to ground it, I managed to kick it away with my, I'd say my big toe and just moved it a slight inch and she couldn't touch down. But if she'd scored that try, which was towards the end, we wouldn't be standing here talking about the Grand Slam. It's just, yeah. it's mad how the small inches can make such a difference. Uh, like Gillian Burke. Get the try. Yeah. yeah. Nicknamed National Treasure, wasn't it? Yeah. She was nicknamed National Treasure for that try for a long time. And there were so many moments in that, and I think, you know, everybody presumes now, oh yeah, Wales, you beat Wales, yeah. which they didn't do this year, but back then, like, it was never a guarantee. That year, you, we never looked beyond it. And there was kind of we were kind of on a bit of a journey as well. Do you know the team had been together a little while, a couple of new players coming in yeah. and new caps and stuff, but we were <laughs> we were definitely never building. lost to England, that's all I was saying. Yeah. I'm never lost to England anyway. Okay, well England was next. Go on. England was next, yeah. yeah. So that game was unbelievable here in this pitch. Yeah. That's probably the most memorable for me anyway that sticks out in my head. I know France was but never beaten England and uh, I think I came on with maybe 25 minutes to go but you'd done all, a lot of the hard work before that <laughs> Well I don't know if you had the same feeling but when we went into the change rooms at half time it was 25 nil, and I was still like God this is England they could come out like in yeah, yeah. 5 minutes and score loads of tries and I remember just thinking right we have a good lead but we can't be complacent we can't be comfortable and that was the message from the management I think as you said the second half we did a lot of defending they had yeah. more ball but as you said then it was kind of like keeping an eye on not the time but like 
oh god like well, technically five minutes left could they, <laughs> could they? mathematically <laughs> score and then you're kind of enjoying you're like god, we're going to win are, are we, oh, and yeah concentrate no we're not and then the whistle blew and and I always remember this the the scoreline do you know looking up at the scoreboard yeah, yeah. I don't know that's always forever ingrained like just 25 no yeah. and the picture that we have underneath it as well is kind of yeah. pretty cool Scotland, I remember we were pretty nervous going into that, I think. Or we were a bit frantic or something in the match, you know, knowing it was triple crown, no silverware at the end, but an actual, we had a real chance of winning triple crown or being called that anyway. Um, but yeah, it took us a while to settle into that I game. think, I don't remember being nervous before. I remember maybe just because we had such a good win, we thought, you know, we'd beaten England 25-0 and then, but I remember we had loads of possession in the first half and like, Sloppy. We just kept trying to like force the pass, give off those weren't when they weren't on. So we should have had much more scores on the board. But um, yeah, I actually remember about that game <laughs> afterwards. There's actually a few people that were actually real fans that weren't related to us or I friends. think as well. Do you remember? Um, was it the IRFU committee travelled up or something? Didn't they? They left the men's game, wasn't it, or something? Was it or the twenties? Yeah, I don't know. There? there was something anyway yeah. that was like, oh, made a big deal um, that they made it up. I just remember my mum introduced me to two people. She's like, they uh, heard about the England result in the That's game. That's right, so and the they got to train to yeah. the game. I think I met those two as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> progress, real fans. Um, the next game, though, France is probably one of the highlights. And my biggest memory is coming in. And going, oh, there's a lot more people here. <laughs> like, yeah. and and even warming up and seeing cars driving down, seeing, you know, before it was always you came to your matches and you can nearly see everybody in the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, there's such and such. And oh, look at the crowd, Nora. <laughs> Concentrating. But just the the noise of that game, you're like, there's that a lot of people here. That was a tense game. I was told to be a speed ramp. I was like, just let them. Over the top, Ian. You're, you're, you're going to be a so speed ramp on the ground. The whole day of um, tweaking our like our interior defence, how we were going to defend differently so we could bring that the big correct. runners that back in. Correct. back yeah. in. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that now that you say it. We did change it up last oh, minute, kind of, wasn't it? And it did. It worked the time. I just remember like being like, God, I better remember how to do this in the game, but... <laughs> It was good rugby though, wasn't it? It was oh, good, yeah. like, there was good hits, yeah. there was good, like, phases of play. It was, like, we spoke about the, the Wales, probably, and Scotland game not being that, and obviously England was really clinical, but I think France was definitely more physical than England, yeah. but I thought the, the phases of play went over and over again, so, yeah, so uh, we knew, we knew we were champions, but I suppose the next goal was be the first Irish women's team to ever win a, a Grand Slam, and... And that was massive, like, that. I don't even think we started talking about that with people. We were like, we'll wait till it finishes before we even discuss this match. But we definitely had a goal in the back of our heads anyway, that that was the way it had to be. It wasn't just good enough to win the Six Nations. We wanted to win all the games. And I remember, like, there was obviously very little media attention about any of the wins, really. And 
But I think there was a little bit of momentum starting to build after obviously that French game. And then we heard that it was going to be televised on television, which was a huge thing. Slat out with the fake tan then we were, weren't we? For, for the telly the first time I was like, God, these white legs are getting a bit of tan. Do you remember the beautiful weather? Like when we all arrived. Because remember the pitch being sandy though. So like, even though it was dry the day before, it just the next day was. The pitch was in muck though, wasn't it? I remember we were doing like, you know, you do your team run or whatever. I remember it was like, people were getting grazed. It was cold, it was sleet coming. There was like sand everywhere. It was just. I was disgusted as a winger on that, that <laughs> surface. Just strong. You're like, this is going to slow me down. <laughs> it didn't go- like actually Never it was had so that bad. Problem, it was like running in a, like a plowed field. We definitely though in 2012 had beaten Italy very well here and it was quite we yeah. scored some lovely tries and it was quite expansive so I'm not sure Italy are a very good team but I'm not sure if we thought they were going to test us that much on that day no, and they scored first they, they scored, scored first. yeah they got three points and first like, I know like sports psychology and all that and all the things you learn over the years but I remember kind of like panicking when they got the penalty and be like god this could go horribly wrong we're not going to win a grand slam oh my god <laughs> I suppose, yeah, we'd kind of, we'd worked obviously on defence and stuff and I think, um, so then obviously Joyce spotted a gap. She um, went for before that as well, do you okay, remember that? Because she, she went to try and get win the ball before and I don't know if she got blasted out of it or anything. Right. And like the whole time you remember Fee Cockins and everybody's here, don't give away a penalty, don't give away don't a penalty. Give a, she yeah. was screaming this and so we were all very much on the same wavelength. Yeah. But I think when, like as you said, couple set probably Italy's last attack of the game yeah. maybe one or two minutes to go in the match and then you see Joy put her head she in and her hands much. on the ball and I think and I was just about, like what way is the ref going to go I was just like oh she's messed it up you know you know it's like <laughs> well, you know, you're kind of like torn between it I'm just like oh my god and then the referee's hand yeah and I was like I remember just panicking be like oh, what way is this going yeah. what, you know but what? then we still had a like Good. we still had a bit to do felt like that was the moment of the game you felt like this is it they're not going to get back here there's probably a minute we're going to get the penalty we're going to kick up the line was going well enough we were hitting the front so I, I feel like that's definitely the pivotal moment of the game for me because there was you just saw the referee's hand then we knew that the line was going well so we, we knew that we probably a minute and a half if even left like we knew it wasn't over but we know Briggsy has a big boot. We were going up that pitch, and uh, obviously we won that line out. And then I, how were how were you feeling at that time? I anyway? remember um, my my father had died a good few years ago, and I remember when I was worried about something, I'd, I'd pray to him. So I remember in that game when I probably should have been thinking about something rugbyish, going Bobby Miller. Put us through here. Make us win this Grand Slam. Come on, Bobby, deliver. You've delivered before. And the funniest thing was, my husband is not one very religious, but he said he was praying during the game to him as well. But uh, I thanks Bobby for that because you did put us through. Good man, Bobby. Good man, Bobby. <laughs> It was definitely like the more senior players, you could almost see relief in their in their faces. Obviously, I was like, this is normal. This is my first year. <laughs> when this all done, too easy, you know? But you could see the relief in like Joy, Lynn, Fee Cocklin, and it was, like, there was tears, you know? It was just, 
raw emotion. I suppose we've talked about like the thing in France, what they've they've got walloped by England by hundreds of points. They'd literally been on that journey together. I jumped on the last stop, living the dream. But it was very special, not just for us, the squad, but it was for every woman that played for Ireland in the time that women have been playing rugby in Ireland because they've gone through, they set it up, they stayed in each other's houses, they, they came to the game, they came, came to the to games. Italy. A lot of them actually flew over to that game, didn't they? Yeah. And I remember the fans being so good at that game that. I don't know who, who decided they were doing it, but the fans had a flag for every single player. Do you remember? Yeah. With our names on it. I suppose back then, Ali, no one got to see your uh, try celebrations on Twitter because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't really footage, was there, released after games or social media wise, there wasn't nothing. It's, you could see it more and more now, it's really good, but back then. Yeah, I remember 2013 just getting on Twitter, um, actually before the Italy game at the Grand Slam and kind of, um, even like the RFU website would have been the main way of kind of disseminating the information. So Twitter was there, but it kind of wasn't used. But you kind of think now going on how like, say, the Irish women play now and like a trial will be put up straight away, which increases the exposure. But it's like, it's a pity in a way you don't have those footage or you didn't have that. Twitter's a great for people to just go check a score or check yeah. for put the knowledge out there. But um, it's a pity in a way that it, it was and I don't love social media like part of me that doesn't like a lot of it too but a part of it does expose the game to a lot of people yeah it's good like that I mean you would have been flat out with them TikTok dances wouldn't you before they <laughs> before games used, I mean, dancing before a game like <laughs> it's different I suppose now we see those TikTok videos so and normal all, like, I think yeah like, yeah where I just whereas uh, if you want to cock him with a hit you with a slap she, would, head, she would not have danced <laughs> before a game you're contemplating no. it like that one no. but um, yeah but it's good it exposes the thing we see it like you know TikTok come on as sponsors it's everywhere now um, as you said like earlier when we were chatting like a try is scored it's up in line what five seconds 20 seconds later like it's that's that's exposure to games and it's funny like it's really what hit me one day was I was in school and uh, one of the first years I wouldn't know anything about rugby just came up to me and she goes how come you're not playing here and it was a sevens tournament or something yeah. and I was like how do you even know they're playing she's like Instagram Oh. Yeah, nine years on, guys. Uh, since that 2013 year, he's mad, isn't it? And um, so, where do you think the game is now in Ireland? Like, is it? We obviously won the Grand Slam. We were lucky to be part of that team. How do you think women's rugby has gone since then? Is it the way you envisaged it to go? Did you think that was the way the team or our rugby will go? But I think, like at the time, we were still in that kind of the wheels were still moving, wasn't it? And and we went from 2013 to 2014, and and what a year that was. There was some retirements after that. 2015 still relatively positive. So I don't know. There's probably something there between then and 2017 and further. Yeah. Um, that it probably didn't go maybe as we all hoped it would yeah. go. I suppose, like, in ways, the Grand Slam made more people play, there's more girls playing, there's more interest, more media exposure. But for me, I suppose, 
when we won the Grand Slam and especially the World Cup uh, beat New Zealand and coming forward in the World Cup I was like God Ireland are going to win like they're going to be regular contenders for a Grand Slam or Six Nations so that's just one thing I'd be a bit disappointed about like and I've no doubts that you know an Irish team will do it soon but I probably kind of envisaged that it was a turning point that the ch- a change of order in the teams that were winning so that I'm just a bit disappointed about that but I think um, I think that will come hopefully sooner rather than later because as much as it's nice to be, oh, we're the only one team that won the Grand Slam, you want to see more, you want to see an Irish team winning it, like... Of course, we're supporters. Yeah, like, you don't want to be the the only team that won it, like, for a long time. You want them to win next year, this year, you know, obviously not this year, but, like... It was a reality check as well on where where women's rugby is at, like, you know, we all left it in place and we thought it was going to grow from strength to strength and it was probably neglected a little bit at times, so... It's good to see it's it's good to see it's gone back. Yeah, I I, I definitely felt it was neglected and I'm gonna be honest and blunt about that and people can say what they like and but definitely I was involved in sevens and I was involved in fifteens and I definitely felt that fifteens was that poor relation for those years. Half that so it was disappointing, but look, it's a new era now and Greg Williams was a good guy and there's really good players there now, so I know this team can go out and do something special. It won't happen overnight, but they're all young building, enough to. Building, building. Yeah, yeah, they're all young enough to be there.